Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello, and welcome back to Right Royal Roundup after a two-week break. I'm Carolyn Cash, and coming up later on today's show, skeleton remains confirmed to be those of the last Tsar and his family, the Royal Family commemorates Remembrance Day, and we have the highlights of Prince Charles and Camilla's visit to Australia, so stay tuned. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal history. Russian Investigative Committee spokesman Vladimir Markin said the recent examination in Russia has revealed that the remains of Tsar Nicholas and his family are genuine. DNA was taken from fragments of the jawbones of Nicholas II and Empress Alexandra's lower jawbones, as well as one of the Tsar's neck bones. They matched the data from samples taken earlier from Tsar Nicholas's shirt with traces of blood and mitochondrial DNA from other skeleton samples. Other samples were taken from blood-stained clothing from Tsar Nicholas's grandfather Alexander II when he was assassinated in 1881. DNA has also been taken from living relatives including Prince Philip, who shared a common female ancestor, Queen Victoria, with the Tsarina. The test revealed that the fragments from the Tsarina's jaw actually matched. Apparently, the Russian Orthodox Church wants to make definitely, absolutely sure they had buried the right bones, as we mentioned back in our 25th of September show. The remains of Tsarevich Alexei and his sister, Grand Duchess Maria's remains, had been found in another spot in the Urals in 2007. The Russian Orthodox Church is not yet ready to make a final decision just yet. A spokesperson for the Russian Orthodox Church said the identification has been completed and the case is expected to be closed in early 2016. We hope to bring you further updates when they become available. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. The Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh and other members of the royal family joined the nation in remembering those who sacrificed their lives serving their country. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, the Duke of York and the Princess Royal, the Earl and Countess of Wessex were among the members of the royal family who joined the Queen and Prince Philip at the Festival of Remembrance at Albert Hall on the 7th of November. The Queen and Prince Philip were accompanied by members of the royal family including the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Prince Harry, the Earl of Wessex, the Princess Royal and the Duke of Kent at the Service of Remembrance at the Cenotaph at Whitehall the following day on Remembrance Sunday. King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima of the Netherlands were also present after receiving an invitation from the Queen. A two-minute silence was observed at 11am and wreaths were laid at the foot of the memorial. Princess Anne also joined veterans at an Armistice Day service at the National Memorial Arboretum, whilst Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall attended Remembrance Day commemorations in Australia during their recent visit. The Countess of Wessex paid tribute to the victims of the September 11 attacks during her visit to New York. (music) 
Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall arrived in Adelaide after a very successful visit of New Zealand on Tuesday the 10th of November aboard a Royal Australian Air Force jet. Australia's Governor-General Sir Peter Cosgrove and Lady Cosgrove met their Royal Highnesses at the RAF base Edinburgh. They were accompanied by the Governor of South Australia and the Premier Jay Weatherall. The Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Barossa Valley, including Sepultsfield Estate the South Australian Museum Opal's Exhibition and the Prince's Terrace in Bowden, with crowds lining the roads to see the royal couple. Their Royal Highnesses flew into Sydney later that afternoon. The sun was setting just as the plane touched down at Kingsford Smith Airport. They arrived in Canberra on Wednesday the 11th of November for an official welcome by the Governor-General, the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and Deputy Leader of the Opposition Tanya Plibersek. The Prince and the Duchess attended a Remembrance Day national ceremony at the Australian War Memorial before visiting the Hall of Memory. Their Royal Highnesses signed the Visitor's Book, lay floral tributes and viewed the Afghan Roll of Honour. Thousands turned out despite the pouring rain to meet the Royal Couple. The Prince visited the National Museum of Australia, the Duchess visited French Black Truffles of Canberra before they attended another official engagement at the National Arboretum where they planted two trees. The Prince then met with Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and Leader of the Opposition Bill Shorten, whilst Lady Cosgrove took the Duchess for a drive through the grounds of Government House to see some kangaroos. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. And the Royal Highnesses were back in Sydney with a very busy schedule which included visiting the New South Wales Mounted Police Unit before the Duchess visited Oz Harvest in Alexandra where she tried her hand at some cooking. Meanwhile, Prince Charles attended the Macquarie Group for Psychological Recovery Roundtable. The Prince and the Duchess met with crowds of well-wishers at Martin Place accompanied by the New South Wales Premier Mike Baird and his wife Karen. Prince Charles and Camilla then attended a garden party reception at Government House, which was hosted by New South Wales Governor David Hurley and his wife Linda. You can see some of the photos on our website at rightroyalroundup.com.au, along with photos of their arrival at Sydney Airport. The Duchess then visited Victoria Barracks to mark the Royal Australian Corps of Military Police's centenary. Governor-General Sir Peter Cosgrove hosted a dinner in the Royal Couple's Honour at Admiralty House before they left for their flight to Perth. They had a rest day in Perth as guests of the Governor of Western Australia before another busy schedule for Saturday. We will bring you more details of the last two days in next week's show. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.